Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. Greetings for this meeting as it's time to jump in and let us begin the show with the flow that keeps you in the know. This is Tanisha Baker, your host with the most of trending news, hot topics, interesting interviews, new music, and much more. I'm excited to bring you the 212th edition of What You Shouldn't Be Missing. Thanks for tuning in to Talking With T as we celebrate four years of bringing you nothing less than our best. It's June 10th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, Sasha Obama, late actress Judy Garland, Prince Philip, and singer Faith Evans. On this date in history, Hattie McDaniel became the first African-American to win an Academy Award for her role as Mammy on Gone with the Wind. This date also marks the death of Marcus Garvey. Today on the national calendar is National Egg Roll Day, Ballpoint Pen Day, but why? And National Ice Tea Day. The theme this month is Message in the Music as we celebrate the contributions of African-American music. And today's tribute is to Prince Rogers Nelson, who would have had a birthday this past Friday, June 7th. But we lost him on April 21st, 2016. Prince was a singer, songwriter, musician, record producer, actor, and filmmaker. He was shy but extravagant and loved by many as a musical genius. Prince was only 5'2 in height, but made up for it by mastering high heel boots. Some things about Prince you may not have known. In an interview, Prince said he was born epileptic and used to have seizures when he was a child. Prince went through a variety of stage names, such as Alexander Nevermind, Christopher Tracy, The Kid, The Purple Perv, The Minneapolis Midget, and finally, the artist formerly known as Prince. Despite being small, Prince was a talented basketball player and played for one of the best high school teams in Minnesota. In July of 1984, Prince topped both the box office and the music charts with the film Purple Rain and his song When Doves Cry. Prince the artist, definitely gone too soon. Put your ears on blast. We'll go real fast as we cover our Monday Minute Quick Bits. Tennessee law banning handheld cell phone use while driving takes effect July 1st. Don't give them a reason. Start practicing now. Do not get caught on any handheld cell phone devices after July 1st while driving. A Boston train derails near Fenway Park before the Red Sox game, sending 10 to the hospital this past Saturday. Grammy Award-winning jazz musician Lawrence Leathers died at the age of 37. Our hearts are saddened by the death of 22-year-old Christopher J. Morgan, who was the African-American West Point cadet killed in a military vehicle accident at the training area. Philadelphia's first openly gay deputy sheriff found dead at his desk from what is reported as a suicide. Toronto Raptor Kyle Lowry wants a fan ban for life after being shoved by him during NBA Finals Game 3. And rapper Bushwick Bill of the Ghetto Boys is battling stage 4 pancreatic cancer. Three teachers and a principal have been disciplined 
over a student with autism receiving the, quote, most annoying male award. It continues to amaze me how some people get in the profession of working with children when their mentality is so close to that of a juvenile. Parents of the fifth grade student who is nonverbal say their son was humiliated at an awards luncheon. Shame, shame, shame. All of it. Just shameful. So let's flip the mood and look at today's happy highlight. We previously reported on the stunning generosity of billionaire Robert F. Smith, who paid off the student loan debt for this year's Morehouse graduates. Well, you don't have to be a billionaire to extend an act of kindness. For today's happy highlight, I want to share that a Black-owned barbershop in North Carolina raised money to have high school seniors pay off their debt so they could graduate. Ms. Season Bennett learned that 14 students collectively had $4,500 in debt, and she raised the funds for the teens whose debts were primarily tied to participation in the school's band program. Ms. Bennett owns Headlines Barbershop with her husband, and several people have stepped up in their own way to assist students. In fact, this past May, Valerie Castile, the mother of slain Philando Castile, paid off the lunch debt for students at Robbinsdale Cooper High School so they could graduate. Keep it where I said. I'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Talking With T.
like to welcome to the show the know-it-all Professor Jay and our top investigator, most often instigator, P.I. Pam, as we review trending news and continue to celebrate our fourth year together, bringing it to the people straight with no chaser. So, yay, yay us. Many know the struggles of higher education, especially when it comes to tuition and financial aid and uh, student loans and such. So let's talk about 31-year-old Ronald Clayton. He faces a 12-count indictment that includes charges of student loan fraud, identity theft, and wire fraud. This man worked at Tennessee State University there in Nashville in our neck of the woods here in Tennessee in the admissions office and was caught diverting students' financial aid into his own bank accounts to the tune of almost $85,000. So we get the long side on the first story. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, I'm just trying to figure out how in the world he thought that it was a good idea to take these kids' student aid money and appropriate it for other purposes. I'm wondering how he didn't think he was going to get caught. That part, too, because I can just remember my years as an undergrad at UT and even the few times in my graduate work that, you know, I've gotten a refund check, we waited on those things like, like Hawks. That was one thing you didn't play with. As soon as, you know, financial aid was supposed to post to our account and we knew that we would do a refund, we were waiting on them things. So mm-hmm. how do you just completely circumvent the system and, like you said, think that you're not going to get caught? How? Right. I'm trying to figure that out. He didn't think it through. At all. And I know this happened a few years back. But I need them to get it together for 2019, 2020, because my son needs all his coins. I know, that's right. It's a shame that somebody would prey on students, you know. Right. Just take advantage of that situation. We have no sympathy for him. None at all. Yeah. We're putting him on the wall. I got a question. Can either of you go without your smartphone for a week? It would be a struggle. Mm-hmm. But if if you're about to give us this information on the story that I think you're about to talk about, mm-hmm. it might be worth it. Okay. Right. I, I could do it under those pretenses. All right. So what you're referring to is a company called FrontierBundles.com. And they've issued the flip phone challenge, and they're looking for someone who will give up their smartphone for a full seven days and use a flip phone instead. The job description says the ideal applicant is a smartphone addict, and they'll pay this person $1,000. So I was going to ask you, Jay, when you said it would be a struggle, what would make it the struggle? Well, of course, you know, I'm I'm a Facebook addict, and... Mm -hmm. Uh, checking my email, and I'm directionally challenged, so Google Maps is, you know, a wonder for me. I shudder to think back to the days when we actually had to print up the directions off of MapQuest, or even right. worse, when we had to actually remember directions on how to get from point A to point B. Or use so, a map. Uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. 
you know, if you tell me to go north, I'm like, okay, what does that mean? Okay. Pam, do you, do you think you would have a struggle? Yeah, I would have a struggle. Like Jay said, with all the, the features that you use, and that flip phone wouldn't have it. But then I think about, my daddy still uses his flip phone. He, he does right okay with it. <laughs> I have to ask him. But I wouldn't like the part where I could hang up on somebody and say, clack, clack. <laughs> You'd like the feature hang it up? You can hang up on somebody with a uh, smartphone. You can hang up like with the flip phone, go clack, clack. Oh, it's right. not as dramatic. Okay. Right. You can- when you've okay. been hung up with a flip phone, you know you've been hung up on. Like back in the days when we used to have the uh, the corded phones at home, and you mm-hmm. hang up on somebody, you hit that clunk, boom, it's over for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we might be making a little progress. Oregon has moved to crack down on these 911 calls, actually made by predominantly white citizens on black people for doing just normal, everyday things, like taking a nap barbecuing, mowing your own grass, those types of things. And this was reported by NBC News. Victims of those police calls can possibly sue the caller for up to $250. And you know what else? I found that often once that caller is made public, the backlash and humiliation are a pretty good source of penalty for these petty meddling folks with nothing better to do than disrupt somebody else's life by not staying in their own lane nor minding their business. And you know what? Some of them even lost their jobs and respect in their community. So I don't know why they keep doing it. Nothing better to do with their lives. They need a whole hobby. They sure do. That's, uh, I don't know. That's a long. That's another long story. I don't know what to say about that. It, it, it kept going and going and going. Every time we did a story for a while, it was something of that nature. Right. So you think $250 is enough to deter people from doing it? Maybe it's a start. I don't know. It's a start, but most of them were high-profile people, just messy. Mm. 250 probably wouldn't hurt them too much. Plus, they, just, they don't care. They don't care. Okay. Well, this next story is strange, and there's a lot more going on than we know right now. So I'm just going to share the information that they have so far. A 41-year-old U.S. Army veteran called his brother to tell him he was heading to New York to visit their sick mother. Before he left, he said he needed to make sure an outstanding DUI warrant in Pennsylvania was settled so that his license would be valid and wouldn't have any problems. Two days later, this was April 9th of last year, Everett Palmer's family was told that he died in police custody at York County Prison. Now, this family is still waiting on answers. This was last year. According to CNN, their suspicions were heightened when their loved one's remains were returned without his heart, throat, and brain. So let's think about this. He goes to check on a warrant to make sure his license is valid. He ends up in police custody. Two days later, his family is informed that he dies in police custody. And when they get his body back, it is missing heart, throat, and brain. Now, tell me that is not fishy. That's real fishy. And what kind of organ harvesting foolishness is this? Organ trafficking going on there. It has to be. What other explanation could there be? None. None I can't think of any. 
Yeah. Well, our hearts go out to the family because whenever you have these questions that go unanswered, you're already grieving. But it's hard to get closure because you want to know what happened. And I'm pretty sure on that morning when he talked to his brother, they never thought it would go down like this. So this is sad. It's bad. Yes, indeed. I mean, our hearts indeed go out to the family because who would really imagine, you know, something like this happening? Of course, for many of us, we believe that that the soul is no longer in the body, but still right. when the the remains of your loved one are returned, unless there's some other stuff that's in place, say, for example, the deceased is an organ donor, you want your loved one to be fully, you know, intact. Right, right. Well, the last story we're going to talk about today is this 475 pounds of cocaine that was seized in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. Isn't that near Nashville? Yep, right outside of Nashville. Right outside of Nashville. Well, Uh, according to officials, a local business in Mount Juliet called police to alert them to a number of suspicious packages with no labels they had received. When the detectives got there, they discovered, like, traces of cocaine, so... And, of course, they inspected the packages and found the mother load. So they still work and try to figure out who sent those packages. And I don't know, do either of you have any more details or know any more to this story? That just seems like a lot of cocaine just to show up at somebody's establishment. That's a whole lot. And, you know, Mount Juliet, while it's for the longest time uh, been viewed as the, the small little town outside of Nashville, this is definitely something to put it on the map. I mean, can't say that it's for positive reasons, but, you know, that amount of cocaine is pretty freaking serious. Yeah, it's significant for a town that small, isn't it? Right. Or any town, I guess. I don't know. Right. And whoever sent the package to the wrong location, I know they're in big trouble. Whoever lost this big, big package, I know they're sick to death. Sick. Oh, yeah, because somebody's waiting on it, right? Right, and they put a thing out of somebody come and claim it. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't don't think people fall for that anymore. No. Well, my friends, that's it for this bit. And as always, I can't wait to talk to the two of you next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. We discuss many topics on Talking With T. And if you would like to share your thoughts and opinions, call 865-409-1170. We would love to hear from you and your call just may be featured on an upcoming show. Remember, if you're interested in having your product or service featured on Talking With T, we would love to help you promote your business or event. Well, once again, we've come to the end, but stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwitht.com. You can find the links to many of the stories we share and discuss on the website. Also, remember to follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can listen to Talking With T anytime on your time through Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Google Music, or iHeartRadio. New shows will continue to drop each and every Monday. In the meantime and in between time, subscribe to Talking With T Daily the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about.
On that note, I'll end with a quote. Despite everything, no one can dictate who you are to other people. Prince. Remember where you heard the word. Keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking With Tea.